Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, color like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. All right. Uh, my feet seem to be a little less sore today. I have them currently unbandaged and taped as I'm recording this episode. Uh, so hopefully we're making some progress there so I can get back into the gym and push those uh, feet of mine. Uh, I was talking to my buddy Nick, and I said, I think the big thing <clears throat> as to why uh, those monstrous blisters happened uh, sidelining me is um, part of it is I don't do enough running. And I think I've talked about that maybe in the last couple of episodes. But uh, in order to do anything, right, to, you know, when you want, you, you need to develop calluses, right? So it's no different than when you play guitar. Uh, the reason why your fingers stop hurting is because you develop the calluses on the tips of your fingers which in turn kind of also helps you with cooking. Uh, but regardless, uh, I need to develop those uh, calluses on my feet again. And then uh, from there, uh, hopefully those blisters won't show up again. So in order to get those calluses again, and it's not a lack of, pardon me, training or cardio that I've been doing. It's just the types of cardio I've been doing. So I have to make sure that when I go to the gym, I do um, spend those minutes on the treadmill, uh, just toughening up the soles of my feet. Uh, I'd gotten away for years uh, from running, actually. I think the, got it, yeah, at least years since I'd truly uh, been running a lot. I uh, got into it in the summertime uh, while I was down in Vegas playing poker. Uh, I found it to be a great thing. But, you know, I thought I started at the beginning of June. And, yeah, it was just something where, yeah, I, fi- I figured, you know what, let's just see. And so I built up. And before I knew it, I was doing 30, 40 minutes a day. Uh, and then, as I said before, a few weeks ago, I had tweaked my knee. Uh, I just strained it maybe uh, while uh, running on the treadmill. So I decided, you know what, uh, let's take a little break there from the treadmill. Went back to the Stairmaster. So now I just got to incorporate them both. Uh, both are tremendous workouts. It's just what you're getting out of your workout. And that's uh, what I talk about too a lot when it comes to your workout. It's trying to get the most out of that time you're at the gym or if you're working out at home. Uh, we all have busy lives, we all have a lot going on, so if you are taking that time to exercise, it's trying to get the most out of those exercise minutes, right? So in turn, uh, for me, I, I found that, uh, you know, I, I do have a fair bit of exercise equipment at my home that I can, uh, when I get to the gym, focus on those training that I can't do at home. So things like the arm bike, the Stairmaster, and the treadmill kind of occupy the vast majority of my time, and then, you know, you, you mix it up, Somebody, you know, I do that kind of intensive endurance training and uh, stamina training and conditioning and then mix in with a heavy weight day. So all of that in turn. uh, But uh, regardless, got to get back on that treadmill. So anyway, uh, looking forward to being able to do that hopefully this week. Regardless, the gym has been closed. Uh, The gym I go to has been closed the last couple of days for religious holidays. Um, So, uh, you know, that, that has allowed me to get my rest in, uh, recoup a little bit. Uh, still been working out around the house, but now I can get back to the heavy training, uh, which I look forward to. So uh, it might just be uh, hand bike and Stairmaster whilst uh, my feet uh, fully heal up. But uh, yeah, at the same time, that's kind of where I'm at. So 
that is uh, kind of an update on uh, the, the foot healing situation there for those of you that are interested. Uh, but uh, yes, everything should be good there. Uh, they're healing up nicely, uh, thankfully, knock on wood. Uh, so yes. Anyway, today's episode, let's get into it. The, uh, na- uh, the NHL uh, regular season starts tonight. Uh, as we all know, I'm a big hockey fan. Uh, pra- you know, grew up in Canada. It kind of comes naturally almost, but uh, big, uh, exciting day, start of the regular season. Uh, all the fr- big-name free agents all got signed before, so I'm happy that that happened. But really what I want to talk about today uh, is kind of the leadership and captaincy of certain teams uh, is going to be named today. So that's going to be exciting. I'm going to offer some predictions, kind of discuss that, maybe some of the storylines, some things to watch. Who knows? Uh, but the two big ones uh, are going to be the Vancouver Canucks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the uh, Canucks, it's, uh, they've said they're going to reveal theirs at their home opener. Uh, Mike Babcock was on TSN last night. He says, yes, the Leafs will have a captain for their opener. Many people thought he might have announced it yesterday. They would announce it in a couple of days. Um, they might even do it where it gets revealed at the opener. Uh, so let's just go ahead until I see otherwise here. I have TSN muted in front of me as I'm recording this episode in case there's, you know, breaking news, Leafs announced, whatever, or it's leaked that, you know, so-and-so is going to be named the captain. Uh, as of right now, it's purely speculation. Uh, but for Vancouver, we can start there. It seems the natural fit and uh, the choice is going to be uh, Bo Horvat. Uh, so, uh, in in the event that that is Bo Horvat, congratulations, uh, Mr. Horvat. Uh, you will now be the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. He seems to have the poise, the characteristics, that composure, that presence on the team to be captain. Uh, they haven't had a captain, I believe, since the Sedin brothers have left, and uh, it was Henrik that was captain. Uh, so... A uh, big, big shoes to fill there. Uh, they do have uh, a great lineage of captains, actually, in Vancouver. When I look back, at least at the ones that, in my kind of lifetime of watching hockey and the Canucks, and for a long time, for those of you that don't know, the Canucks were always my second favorite team. As a kid, they were my second favorite team behind uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, then they kind of took a bit. Now they kind of fight competitively for that second. They're, they're a top five team still for me. Uh, but they, they've kind of taken a little bit of a back burner to uh, my Washington Capitals, uh, the Jets, the Canucks, I mean, uh, yeah, the Caps, the Jets, the Avs, and the Golden Knights. Uh, so they're still in there in the top five, so I do still care about them a lot. Uh, and I actually was, at, when I was cleaning out my basement, I found a couple of old Canucks jerseys, so I uh, washed those. I'm excited to wear those. Uh, but nonetheless, they have a great uh, history of captains. Uh, they were the first in the modern era to name their goalie the captain. Uh, Roberto Luongo was named captain for a few seasons and actually was captain when they made it to the cup final. Uh, and there was a lot of controversy there. I think, I still think Roberto Luongo got an unfair shake um, by media and fans about that uh, 2010 or 2010-2011 cup loss. Trying to think here. Would have been 20. Okay, let's think about this. 2011. It would have been 2011 Stanley Cup. Uh, 2010 was Olympics. Uh, 2011. I'd gone to Vancouver for uh, I think for pretty much the entire Stanley Cup final. I was staying with my father and my sisters. So yeah, 
Uh, I think it was the 2011 uh, Cup Final there. Uh, lost famously in seven games. They were up 2 nothing. Uh, then they were up 3-2. to two. So, uh, you know, blown opportunity there. They were Canada's closest chance to a Cup that we've had in a long time. Regardless, Roberto Luongo um, took a lot of that loss on his shoulders, especially they had just won the goal the year before, uh, where Bobby Lou had kind of taken over the net uh, from uh, Martin Brodeur. It was a, kind of a passing of the torch, which had kind of already happened, in my opinion, in the league. I think at that time, Roberto Luongo was kind of regarded as the guy. He was the number one goalie in the league. So Broder was kind of getting there based on resume and having one goal in 2002. Uh, regardless, uh, the Canucks lost, Bobby Lou was the captain, and then after Bobby Lou stepped down as captain, uh, they named Henrik Sedin uh, with his brother Daniel as an assistant. Uh, they could have done something cool maybe where they were co-captains. Uh, that's happened a lot, seen that in the early 2000s uh, with teams having co-captains. Uh, Danny Briere and Chris Drury were co-captains of the Buffalo Sabres uh, for a while there. So co-captains have happened. I like it. I thought it could have been interesting where you kind of don't pick a favorite uh, Sedin twin. Um, regardless, uh, Henrik was a great captain. The Sedin brothers were loved in the city. Uh, before that, as I said, Bobby Lou. Before that, it was uh, Marcus Nasland, who had been a longtime Canuck. Uh, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Marcus Naslund on my 16th birthday. Uh, my grandparents were taking me out for breakfast, and where were we gone for breakfast? Uh, at that hotel, uh, the Vancouver Canucks were in town playing an exhibition game, and we got to, and the waiter said, hey, uh, Sonny, you know what, as a special birthday present, I've got something for you, and took me and uh, introduced me to the Vancouver Canucks, uh, where Marcus Naslund himself actually came over, uh, introduced himself. Hi, my name is, hi, I'm Marcus Naslund, captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I understand it's your birthday on behalf of myself, the team, and the organization. It was, it was very nice, very classy. He held himself with a lot of class. And I, I, I honestly have nothing uh, bad to ever say about Mark Snow. Tremendous guy. Uh, was a great player, great leader for the Canucks, uh, and kind of took the Canucks out of the, the cellar of the NHL. That's when they kind of had made that run. They made the playoffs in 2002, almost took out the heavily favored uh, Detroit Red Wings in the first round. Uh, but then, you know, that's when, that was kind of the start of the Canucks rebirth. Um, for a while, uh, before that, there would have been Trevor Linden was captain of the Canucks. Uh, Mark Messier, uh, I believe, served as captain of the Canucks for a little while there. Uh, so they, they have a history of, of strong, solid captains. So Bo, Bo Horvat follows a great lineage of uh, captains, very happy for him, if that is who they go with, which all signs seem to be pointing uh, to Bo Horvat. Uh, Brock Besser might be a little bit young. Uh, Elias Peterson still a little young, but I could see them with A's on their jersey. Uh, Peterson might very well be their best player. Uh, I think he's kind of flying a little bit under the radar, and we might see that he might emerge as one of the best players in the league. Uh, and the Canucks have always had that. They've always had those kind of players that kind of emerge as being uh, dominant players. So maybe the Canucks rebuild is taking that next step uh, here uh, regardless. Um, we'll see. Uh, the other big storyline, captain-wise, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, Canada's most infamous team next to maybe the Canadians, but uh, they, they go back and forth debating that between the two teams. Uh, regardless, uh, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are expected to announce their captain as well today. 
it is expected that it will be uh, one of three players. Uh, they have announced that they will have a captain for the opener. How that gets announced, I do not know yet. Uh, it might be something uh, many people are expecting now that they might just skate on the captain. So there won't be any announcement until, you know, the uh, opening ceremony, so to speak, of the game tonight. Uh, but it's really kind of interestingly enough, you could say it's a five-person race. Essentially, it's been broken out. It's a, probably a three-person race. Uh, the five candidates, and then we'll break down the primary candidates. But the three, five candidates would be, of course, um, and kind of distantly in fifth and fourth place, respectively, would be William Nylander and Mitch Marner. I don't think either of them are getting to see. Uh, after that, it's the big three, and it's expected that it's going to be one of those big three. Um, John Tavares, uh, Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews. Now, Austin Matthews is kind of your franchise player. He's come in. Uh, he's the second highest paid player in the league, as far as I understand, behind Connor McDavid. Uh, he is the future of the franchise. He is the face of the franchise, essentially. Many people felt that, yeah, you know what, let's just give it to him and see what we can, uh, what happens. There was this off-ice incident that has now come to light from earlier this summer. That does hang a cloud. The organization and what they're saying on TV is that the decision was kind of made irregardless of this whole incident. And that could be true. That very well could be the case that, yes, this whole incident had nothing to do with who was going to be captain. Captain's going to be who it's going to be regardless. And Matthews, for his part, has handled it seemingly well. Uh, owned up to the fact that something did happen. Um, you know, acknowledge that, yeah, maybe it was an error in judgment how he handled it initially. Uh, but regardless, I mean, whether you want to play the uh, he's just a kid card or not, I don't know. But he seems to have shown a certain maturity about it. Uh, many people on TV and in, in sports broadcasting have said in the grand scheme of off-ice incidences in the off-season involving high-profile players, especially younger high-profile players, this isn't exactly the worst one. I don't want to devalue or do that in any way. Um, you know, as they've said, the, you know, all instances, you know, have to be taken with a certain amount of seriousness. So I don't want to sit here and play the, oh, it's not as serious as this one, or it's more serious or less serious. An incident is an incident. It happens. Um, and there will always be, assuming Matthews is not the one named captain, it would... For a law, for quite a while, I believe, and for the foreseeable future, there will be a cloud hanging over the fact that was it because of this incident that he was not named captain? I don't know for sure, but I can tell you that I do believe with many Leafs fans, with many that cover the sport, there will be that little bit of, uh, of doubt there, that cloud that uh, you know, that haze over the captaincy where, yes, could he have been captain? Would he have been captain had this have not happened? I don't know. Very much, very well could have been the case. However, we'll see. And, and you know, if he gets named captain regardless, then there'll always be that, you know, cloud of, ah, should you have named him captain, you know, with all of the, you know, with what happened? I don't know. It, this whole incident is unfortunate. 
and it does kind of, in a way, paint, you know, I don't want to say taint, but it does, yes, put a haze and a cloud over the whole captaincy of the Toronto Maple Leafs, just in the short term at least. And down the road, people will kind of wonder, was it Matthew's time? Provided he doesn't get named, or if he does. The other two big contenders are John Tavares and Morgan Riley. If you go with Tavares, it kind of it makes sense. He is the veteran player. He's been around for a while. He was captain of another team. Uh, he actually was captain of the last team he played on, uh, the New York Islanders. I mean, he had that unceremonious exit from the uh, Islanders, which I don't think any Islanders fans have forgiven him for just yet. Uh, he, you know. Signing the seven-year deal, he will be there for the life of the deals of both Marner and Matthews. So when you look at it from that perspective, yeah, he's going to be around for a while. He's He's been there. And maybe it allows Matt, you know, that focus to be taken off Marner, Matthews, Riley, and let them do their thing, let them shine, let them be superstars. Growing up as a kid, I always felt it was just your best player was captain, and I couldn't understand why on certain teams certain players weren't the captain. I had a hard time as a kid understanding why Peter Forsberg wasn't the captain of the Colorado Avalanche, why Pavel Bure wasn't the captain of the uh, Vancouver Canucks, why Sergei Fedorov wasn't the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. These are things that truly puzzled me. I just couldn't get past it for a long time why Mike Madonna wasn't the captain of the Dallas Stars. Now, some of these things did eventually change. I don't know if Peter Forsberg ever did serve as captain of the Avalanche, but he might have on a second to go around with the Avs. Um, but I know he was captain of uh, the Flyers there for a while. Uh, I know he wasn't in Nashville because Shea Weber would have been the captain there. And I, did he make, I can't remember if he made another go around in Colorado or not. Uh, but regardless, you know, he just kind of wanted these. Pavel Burr, I don't think, was ever captain of the Canucks. Uh, I think he did serve as captain maybe in uh, Florida. I believe he was captain for a while there, maybe. Uh, wasn't in the, with the Rangers. Uh, but nonetheless, I always felt like that was the case. Your best player was your captain. Pardon me. But uh, there's, as you grow up and you, you get older, you kind of understand there's more to being captain than just being the superstar on the team. Now, usually it is one of your higher profile guys, but still, and one of the be and how that got explained to me uh, was actually in Winnipeg. So I was a kid when the Jets left, but infamously they had traded Timu Solani before they left. And again, I, I, that was another case that puzzled me. Why is Timu Solani not the captain of the Winnipeg Jets? Then uh, Keith Kachuk, I mean, he was a good player in his own right. I was like, okay, I can understand it. Uh, Keith Kachuk's the captain. But then Keith Kachuk, uh, I, I can't remember if they'd removed the captaincy from him or what, it, what the move was, but in that last season, they'd actually made Chris King the captain of the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And Keith Kachuk had gone from captain to now an assistant captain. And that was a very puzzling move to me as a, as a kid. Um, I might have only been like eight or nine years old. And I was like, why, is, you know, why did they make... Um, a uh, why did they do this? Now, with that being said, uh, my mom had explained it to me. And I think my uncle uh, had explained it to me as well. You know that idea of leadership, and that's kind of what you know. There's more to just being, and it's 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 what you do off the ice, and and how you make your teammates better, and being there for your teammates. I was like, okay, that's kind of my first understanding of leadership uh, in a team way, and and an overall way. In this case. Yes, I could understand why Tavares would be captain. 
The other side of this is, let's say you don't want to create a controversy up front. You know, you don't want to have to say, okay, well, Tavares is better than Matthews or Matthews is better than Tavares. You could always name Riley. He is the longest tenured Maple Leaf as of right now. He's a defenseman. So you don't have to worry. You don't have any of that shit up front. And quite frankly, you could, it, it now creates a new dynamic. He's a very composed guy. He's had to handle the media now in Toronto for a few years, um, especially with their early exits from the playoffs, not making the playoffs through the rebuild, all of these things. It could make sense for Morgan Riley. I think the Leafs have an interesting case here where they have three very capable players of being captain. As I said, there's those five, but two of them truly are not going to be captain. I would be shocked if they named Mitch Marner or uh, William Nylander captain. Like, that would be the ultimate win. If Nylander held out, got the payday he wanted, and got the team to agree, oh, yeah, and by the way, when you name captain, I get to be captain. That would be fucking hilarious. I would I would be on the floor laughing. I would be like, fuck, William Nylander might just be the smartest guy in hockey. Uh, but nonetheless, as far as I know, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, they're not being named captain. It's a three-person race. And there's compelling arguments, as I've just shown you, for all three. If I'm gonna, I'll make a prediction, and I'll say this. I truly believe it will be John Tavares. I think John Tavares is going to be the next captain of the Maple Leafs. I think it's a great, you know, it's a great move for the organization. It's a feel-good story. You know, they showed him when he signed with the Leafs, you know, a young John Tavares, Maple Leafs uh, stuff all over his room. Uh, and actually, I'm just going to break this. Speaking of feel-good stories, there was this super fan of the St. Louis Blues, this little uh, girl, I believe, Layla, I think was her name. Uh, the Blues brought her on the ice uh, when they won the cup. And uh, they actually presented her and got her her very own... Uh, Stanley Cup ring, and that's quite incredible. That's amazing. So, well done, St. Louis Blues. Um, I think that was a tremendous move. Great, great, great gesture. So, I uh, just wanted to say that that's a feel-good story. So, yeah, so the, you have the Tavares situation that will be a feel-good story, and I like it. I could see that being the case, so that's going to be my prediction. I think Tavares becomes captain. I think we have Nylander and Matthews with A's on their jersey. I think Tavares is ready to step up, take that role with the Leafs. I think that was part of him coming over to the Leafs. He had envisioned that, yeah, there's a good chance I am the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm not disappointed with that. I, I have no ill will towards John Tavares. I think it is a truly, truly great move by the organization. And uh, quite frankly... Uh, well done, John Tavares. Well deserved. Uh, if he's the one who's giving me name, and let's presume, and I'm willing to go and say he will be. So I think that's a great move by the uh, Leafs. Bo Horvat in Vancouver. I think that's a great choice as well. So it'll be interesting to see now. Uh, the Leafs haven't had a captain since Dion Phaneuf was traded away. So again, we'll see. And, and who is he? Tra was he traded to? Did we get him from Ottawa? Did we trade him to Ottawa? Regardless, uh, we have, the Leafs haven't had a captain since Dion Phaneuf. So we'll see. Um, 
Do the Vegas Gold... I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights... No, they skate like eight assistants and rotate between eight assistants. So I think the Golden Knights might actually be the next team to follow to see who they name as their captain. Uh, there are some choices. Could it be England? Possibly. Could it be uh, Marcia So? Again, good choice. Could it be Carlson? Good choice. Could it be one of the superstars they brought in? Could it be Pacioretty? Could it be Stone? Could it be um, Stasny? And they have a ton of great choices. So uh, regardless, we'll see how this is going to happen. And uh, I think they're probably, yeah, they'd probably be the next team to have some degree of captain naming. Ottawa, do they have a captain right now? Ottawa doesn't have a captain, I don't think, right now. Uh, but Ottawa's got a lot to figure out there. That's a team that's uh, very much ingrained in a rebuild. Uh, I think in Detroit as well, uh, many people are looking at Dylan Larkin as possibly the next captain of the Red Wings. I think that is a choice. That's a great choice there. So there's some interesting ones to follow and see how those get named. Um, the big profile ones, and, and maybe it's just because I'm in Canada, I'm Canadian, that's why they're the two biggest. Uh, but regardless, I think we're going to see, what well, we are going to see. Tonight, we're going to see new captains of the Canucks, of the Leafs. I've, I've made my predictions. It's Horvat. It's Tavares. Uh, in, in Detroit, it'll probably be Larkin. Ottawa, I don't really know, uh, to be perfectly honest. It might as well be Craig Anderson at this point. Uh, but um, nonetheless, we'll see how this all plays out. Anyway, uh, that's, it's pretty exciting that we're going to see some new captains. We'll see how those other teams fall into place here and when they name their captains. Uh, or if they just do kind of the same thing, just boom, at their respective openers, you see some captains being named. Regardless, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Uh, if you have any cell phone, tablet, screen repair needs you might have, please visit Celtics Doctors located right here in Winnipeg at 666 St. James Street. Mention the Seems Legit Podcast. You'll receive 10% off. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Take care and bye-bye for now.